You're listening to All About Agriculture with Rory Lewandowski, presented by OSU Extension in Wayne County, Ohio. And a very good morning once again here on Worcester Radio. It's behind the scenes interview time. I'm Ron Hamilton. My guest across the way, a very familiar voice, Rory Lewandowski here from the OSU Extension office joining us in studio. Rory, as always, good morning and happy to have you back in. Thanks, Ron. Great to be here. Well, on our last show, we discussed manure spill prevention. So today uh, we're going to talk about what to do if or when a manure spill actually does occur. The goal, obviously, is for every farm that handles and or applies manure and for every manure applicator to have a manure spill emergency plan in place in case something does happen Talk about the importance of having that plan then. Yeah. Well, a plan is important because it allows people to react and take action immediately. And time is really of the essence. Uh, it's a critical factor in many of our manure spills, especially if manure is moving towards an environmentally sensitive area, you know, a creek or a stream, something like that. Uh, just consider that on a slope of less than 2%, liquid manure will flow as fast as 5 feet per second. Wow. So you've got to be right. You got to know what you're doing. If that happens, how am I going to react? What's going to happen? So, having an emergency plan in place can reduce the severity of the spill, uh, reduce the safety risk to humans or livestock, uh, reduce the risk of environmental damage or pollution, and reduce the financial liability and economic loss that's involved. So all these factors together add up to less disruption then in that farm business and a quicker return to normal business operations. Rory, talk about what exactly goes into a manure spill emergency plan. Are there common elements in an emergency plan? Should the plan be written or should it be in electronic form? How should this plan be stored and where should it be located? Because as you mentioned, once this happened, you know, time is of the essence. Exactly. Yeah, those are good questions. So according to an Iowa State University Extension publication entitled Emergency Action Plans, a plan should contain four elements. Uh, one is an action plan to prevent the release of manure and prevent environmental pollution. Second, you should have a detailed map of your storage site as well as the hauling routes that you're going to use, uh, application sites uh, containing you know, possibly points of, of uh, environmental sensi sensitivity uh, so that you can identify those areas. And then third, you should have a list of contact names and phone numbers. And then fourth, your manure manure spill cleanup response. That plan should be in written form at a minimum, but then provide an electronic format for farm team members and for applicators that like to stay connected with either smartphones or, or tablets. Uh, plans should be readily accessible, uh, especially that, those phone number contacts. Those are going to be critical. Uh, that portion of the plan and maybe other portions should be all posted at strategic locations around the farm. That includes things like trucks and tractors. Okay, Rory, at this point, walk us through the actual process and procedure of responding to a manure spill. First off, what needs to happen and who should be involved? And then what helpful information or direction does you know any given emergency plan provide? Yeah, well, first and foremost, address any human safety concerns and remove any risk of human injury. Uh, then, you know, you want to make sure that if this is in a confined space that livestock are doing okay and, and they've been removed. Emergency plans then should actually focus on what are called the four C's of manure spill response. Control the source of the spill, contain the spill, comply with reporting requirements, and fourth, clean up the spill. 
Now, in those first moments after manure spill occurs, controlling the source of the spill and containing the spill are your priorities. That involves the farm family and or your farm employees. Often, though, a spill is going to require additional assistance from neighbors, uh, equipment operators, uh, possibly agency personnel. So that emergency plan should note who can do what types of jobs, who has certain equipment, uh, like equipment to move soil, temporarily blocking streams or ditches, who has pumping equipment, uh, who has hauling equipment, who has tile plugs, all those types of things that are needed in, in an emergency. You should also have cell phone numbers for those people available. And then note which of those people respond to text in preference to a phone call. So once again, I'm going to stress that that assessing the extent of that spill, identifying the sensitive areas, and then taking quick, decisive action are really the keys to minimizing damage. Let's briefly examine each of the four C's of a manure spill response a little bit closer, Rory, and and get more details and ideas on what's required and involved in those individual steps. The first C was to control the source of the spill. So what are some specific steps or actions that you can take to get that done, first and foremost? Well, obviously, that first requirement is to identify the source because that's going to determine the type of action needed. Uh, For example... Uh, say manure escape happens because that manure storage structure overflows. Uh, manure from that structure needs to be pumped out and transferred someplace else. So, again, uh, we talked about in the last program, would there be an extra lagoon space on a neighbor's farm or a former dairy facility? If not, are there holding tanks and trucks available and, and who would have those? Now, in the case of a damaged drag line or hose or manure transfer pipe, Uh, In that case, you're going to try to identify where is that leak. You need to stop the manure application, uh, have a quick shutoff for the pump so that it doesn't keep keep pumping. You need to close valves. Uh, You're going to have to separate the pipes to create an air gap uh, so that uh, that manure doesn't keep flowing. For a field application, uh, if if that manure escapes through a tile line, which usually is, is one of our big concerns, you have to stop the application and then plug that tile line outlet. So you're going to need a tile plug. Uh, In the case of a manure spill due to a hauling accident on a roadway, um, you tip over a tanker and it's leaking. Maybe you're going to have to plug the hole in the tank if possible, or you need to get equipment on site to get that tanker set back upright and stop the flow of manure. The second C is containing the manure spill. I would guess that uh, how a manure spill is contained depends on A, where it occurs, but can you provide some examples anyway or, or details, Rory, on, on how you go about containing a manure spill? Yeah, you're correct, Ron. Uh, certainly how a spill is contained depends upon where it occurs. So, for example, uh, if this spill occurs on the road, containment is going to probably involve first moving that manure off the road uh, so that traffic you know, can continue. Uh, and then you want to contain it, you're moving off the road, but now you've got to contain it maybe in a ditch area. Now, if that spill occurs near a stream, uh, containment's going to involve preventing further movement into the stream or preventing further movement downstream. Uh, if the spill is in the field, containment involves preventing movement laterally uh, and oftentimes uh, vertically downwards as well, so plugging tile outlets to prevent possibility of moving beyond the field or damming it up in the field. Uh, again, the goal is to limit the area that's impacted. 
So containment often involves moving soil. You're going to build temporary dams, uh, maybe bring in some absorbent materials such as sawdust. Uh, I know of situations uh, where hay or straw bales uh, serve both as a dam and act as an absorbent. The third C you mentioned, Rory, was comply. What exactly does this refer to and, and what kind of action is required when you're talking about complying? Yeah, so uh, this is a tough one. Uh, that, that C really refers to compliance with reporting requirements. Um, and any spills that threaten a public surface water source must be reported. So here in Wayne County, uh, that call can go to the Soil and Water Conservation District Office. And just keep this in mind. It's really always better to call and self-report rather than have a complaint called in and then uh, find out that it was your fault or you did it uh, as a result of a later investigation. So any manure spill on a public road, then, you have to notify the sheriff's office. So, again, be aware of reporting requirements. And some of these, then there's going to be follow-up reporting and, and paperwork as well. The final C is cleanup. Let's talk about the actions needed for a proper cleanup and how does cleanup differ from, I guess, containing the spill? Yeah. Well, cleanup really involves restoring the area impacted by the manure spill. So uh, it really, it starts with containment. So a good job of containment actually increases the possibility of an effective restoration. It will minimize your cost of cleanup. And depending upon the location of the spill, it can minimize possible fines or legal consequences. So specifically, cleanup involves removing the manure from the spill site or the containment area. Other steps, uh, especially if manure has gotten into a stream or a creek, uh, can involve pumping out that dammed up contaminated water uh, and then aerating uh, to get oxygen back into the stream, again, to minimize any potential fish kill. Saying all this, uh, I will have to admit, cleanup is really, it's no easy task. Uh, for example, if a spill gets into a stream, that could require pumping and hauling 20 to 25 times the actual volume of that actual spill just to, to try to get it cleaned up. So it's a lot of work. And again, the better job you do of containment, uh, the, the better job of cleanup you're probably going to do. Rory, any final items or advice on manure spill emergency plans as we wrap up today's program? Yeah, part of an emergency response plan can include that the farm put together a, a manure spill kit. Uh, that kit typically will contain some equipment, uh, tools, supplies, uh, maybe you know some even things like hay bales that could quickly be brought in. Things that are readily accessible to respond quickly in those first moments after a spill. Uh, I can actually provide some information. We have uh, some handouts on what might be included in a manure spill emergency kit. Um, so I'd be glad to provide that information or more details about anything that we discussed in today's program. Contact me at the Wayne County Extension Office at 330-264-8722. And I'll remind folks again that we do try to uh, post these programs uh, on our website, again, courtesy of WQKT. All right, Rory Levandusky. Joining me once again, and he says try because sometimes I forget to send him his way. But uh, as always, Rory, thank you for coming in, sharing as always. We appreciate you taking the time uh, and look forward to seeing you again soon. Thank you, Ron. Glad to be here. Once again, Rory Levandusky from the OSU Extension Office in Wayne County talking with us today behind the scenes. More on the way. Hope you'll stay tuned right after this.